tension no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Shall we pray? Heavenly God, we give you all the honor and all the adoration. We come before your presence this morning, that you, O Lord, will instruct us and teach us, that we may learn of you in the mighty name of Jesus, that we will understand your ways and your will, that we shall not do according to what we know, but what you have instructed. Holy Spirit, take over in the name of Jesus. And let your word be planted in our spirit, in our hearts, in our mind, in our soul. In Jesus' name we call it done. Amen. Um, I know some of you were not not around during the the love summit or the marriage summit. And that is where I shared on that of the man. And today I'm going to zoom on that of the woman. But as a way of recap, I want us to read a scripture first. To be able to understand where I am taking my journey from. Give me Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 22. Ephesians 5 from verse 22. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. To instruct them as to how they should be able to conduct themselves as far as they institution of marriage and relationship is concerned and so he made it so emphatic by comparing it to christ and comparing to the body of christ and our relationship with god our relationship with jesus and how it interplays in our marital circles or our marital relationship you cannot de-alienate relationship from god because relationship emanates from god Neither can you take out love from the equation of relationship if you don't know God. Because God is love. Are you understanding me? So it flows. There is no disjointment, but everything flows and connects. Men want to practice love in relationship and in marriage, but they don't know the Christ of love. Amen. We, 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 we talk about him, but we don't know him. And, and once we don't know him, we cannot express what he's asking us to do. There is a love of the world, which is the love of self-centeredness and selfishness. But there is a love of Christ, which is the love of selflessness. And when God saved us, he saved us with, a, with the love of selflessness, which is the agape love. The love that is not centered on human personalities and feelings, but is centered on just acceptance. Amen. And God, by design of marriage, also expects us that we should also release that same love to other people also. But ironically, we have not fully accepted or even understood the greatestness of this love of God for us. Where Bible says that whilst we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. If we don't even get it, we don't get the value and the impact and the, and the awesomeness of Christ's sacrifice for us, for this love for you and I as sinners, 
There is no way we can be able to express that love to one another. That is why we have a marital relationship. We have stresses. We have divorce cases. We have abuse and all kinds of things. And people, some are hanging themselves, killing themselves. Some are being on drugs. And some can have to take velums and other things before they can sleep. Some are been having bruises all over and all over. Because the truth of the matter is that we have not yet come to terms to even grasp the depths and the widths and the heights of the love of God for us. And remember, if, if, if you don't appreciate love, you cannot give love. It's as simple as that. And there are a lot of us who don't really know what love is. So when somebody tells us he loves us, it's a whole lot of things. In fact, it sets our whole emotional cycle into different, different things. Amen. That is why we can have issues where people say that my heart is broken because somebody has disappointed me. The issue is that you don't really understand love. Bible said that guide your heart because out of it comes the issues of life. The greatest owner of our hearts is God. Amen. When, 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 when God takes possession of your heart and fills you with his love, Romans 5, 5 says that God, God has shed his, his love abroad. Give me Romans 5, 5, then I'll come to Ephesians 5, 22 quickly. He said, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Let's go from 3 to 5 and then you can get it. Or let me start from 1. For for clarity. He said, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have been justified by what? Faith. And he said, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he went on to say, through whom also we have access by faith. We are justified by faith. We have access by faith. We'll look at those things in detail sometime. He said, through whom also we have access by faith into, the gra- into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Three says this, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. And he says that, and perseverance, what? Character. And character, what? Hope. We have a lot of believers who doesn't have character. We have a lot of believers who cannot persevere. We are a lot of believers who cannot endure. And he says, verse 5, and he says, Now hope does not what disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given, who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by who? By man? By who? By the Holy Spirit. So we are looking for love in the wrong places. And when you look for love in the wrong places, you get disheartened. You get broken. You can kill yourself and destroy yourself. Because the world doesn't understand love. But God is the one that understands love. So he saved you and I to demonstrate that love to one another. And we'll go into details. Anytime we are talking about relationship and love, we get so excited, which is good. But a critical thing is that, do we really understand this thing called love? Ask somebody, what is your understanding of love? L-O-V-E. Love. Ephesians 5, from verse 23 says, Wives, submit to your own husband. This is where we see the role of the husband and the wife in the marital context or relationship. It's a wife, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And he goes on to say, 
For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. You will see love running through all this. Are you getting it? Okay. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any satin, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Here you see God talking about love to the man and respect and submission to the woman. A woman cannot submit if he doesn't have love. And neither can a man really treat a woman well if the man doesn't understand the depths of love. Amen. So love is critical. And let me take you to the book of 1 John. Again, for you to understand what I'm sharing. 1 John chapter 3 verse 18. He says, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Let us not love in what? Oh, say with me. Let us not love in what? In words. He said, my little children, let us not love in word or in what? In tongue. In other words, you can tell a person, I love you 20 times. And which we want to, to hear. The woman will say, you didn't tell me you love me. The man also said, you also didn't tell me you love me. And, and, and a lot of us are being dissuaded or deceived by what we hear. Some guys can toast the lady and the lady will be spinning. By leading her to her grave. Some ladies can also be very good. They can shove the guy and the guy will mess, I mean will melt. Mesmerize the gentleman. With very sweet tongue. But that is a venom under the tongue. Bite it and you die. So the Bible is telling us that our love, we should not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in what? In truth. When you talk of deed, you are talking about demonstration. Love is an action word. You need to demonstrate it. God loved us. He gave his only begotten son to die for us. Are you understanding me? So when you say you love, you need to show the love. Show your love. Have you heard that song before? You don't tell me you love me only when everything is alright. You should also demonstrate your love when everything is not alright. You should not tell me you love me because you saw that there are better days. Goody goodies are there. Everything is nice. Then when there is no rainy day and it's a dry season, your attitude changes. You want to leave me because you are not getting the gift again and you are not getting the supply. You don't say you love me because we are smiling together and when there is an argument, you change towards all of a sudden, you become a monster and insult me, insult my parents, beat me up and give me scars and later you say, I'm sorry and say, I love you. It is not love. Through love, which is of deed and truth, 
cannot lie to one another. Because it emanates and it flows naturally from God. Are you being blessed? Yes. Are you following what I'm sharing? The same first John chapter 4 from verse number 7. I want us to understand this thing called love in its real context before we can apply it to our relationship. Amen. In fact, what we are calling love in our marriages and our relationship are all last. Don't let us deceive ourselves. He said, beloved, let us love one another. Let us do what? Let us love one another. For love is of who? For love is of God. So the owner of love is God. Ask somebody, do you really know God? No, I'm not talking about coming to sit in Sunday service, lifting up your hands, clapping and dancing and rejoicing. How do you relate with him? You cannot think about God if you don't know God. I, I don't care about your, your lyrics. I don't care about your, your whatever. That is why we are hearing all kinds of funny gospel songs all over. Because it has become entertainment instead of ministration. You don't impress me if you are eloquent because everybody can be a public speaker. Amen. But you have a relationship with the Lord. You can't tell me you are a husband if you don't know God. And I'm not talking about you telling me about God. I want you to show me who God is. I should see God in your life. You cannot tell me you are a wife or you are a woman if you don't know God. You see, Bible says, as the, as the deer panthers after the water, so my soul pants after you. If, you are, if the man you are going to marry or the man you are staying with or the woman you are staying with doesn't have this taste and desire for God or for Christ and to have personal fellowship with him, you are in a disaster. Because every love will be tested and every love will be stretched. And it is when the robber meets the road, that is when you truly know who really cares and loves you. He said, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves, everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Do you get the the correlation here? The one who loves is born of what? God and knows what? God. So if I tell you I love you, then it should be that I know God. It should be in deed and not in words. And let's go on. Today we are examining, we, we are examining the root of what we even call love. We even really, we understand love. You'll be uncomfortable, but that is better. We throw our heart on useless places. All of us, we've gone through before. Don't look at me and think, I am a saint here. We have all faced Broken out or what you can call it or being jilted and all those things and, and sometimes your heart to be bleeding. You can't even pray. You can't do anything. And we are there. We didn't understand it. Foolishness. <laughs> we have all wept before. Amen. And those tears when you are sharing it, nobody can console you. Something is happening to you. You cannot be comforted. 
Hallelujah. You can't eat. You can't sleep. You, you, you get up and go and walk and you didn't even know where you are walking. Am I preaching to people here? If you don't take time, you end up on the hospital bed without knowing that you were there. Because it's not a genuine love. He said, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Verse 8, 9. He said, in this, in what? In this, the love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live. We might do what? We might live through him. If all of us, Christians, marriage couples, those courting, boyfriend, girlfriend, if we all will know Jesus and live through the son, believe you me, there will not be anyone hurting each other. Wife cannot cheat on husband. Husband cannot cheat on wife. Because it will be impossible to do that. It will be certainly impossible. Tell us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. And verse 10. He says, in this is love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And 11. He said, beloved, if God so love us, we also ought to love one another. That word ought there is a command. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and him in us because he has given us what? His spirit. And he says, and we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as a savior of what? The world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Hallelujah. So what you have to understand is that Let's go on, let's go on. I think I have to read all. We are reading to the verse, to the end. So, to the verse number 21. So, let me go on. He said, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love and who abides in love abides in God and God in him. 17. He said, love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so we are in this world. There is no fear Read with me here. Ready? Let's go. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Hold it there. Are we not in love but we are afraid? Oh, come on, give me a way. Be honest with yourself. You say, Charlie, I will die for you. I love you. I am like this. It's a lie. We are in it, but we are holding back. Husband and wife. Boy and girlfriend. 
those cutting. I mean, everybody is, is like, like the snake and the human being. You are going, but you are watching. Amen. Because we all have sores and cracks. So each time, when you begin seeing certain traces, it reminds you quickly. So you begin to apply some breaks. Because it's only a fool that has not changed his mind. But the wise considers where he steps. Amen. But he said what? There is no fear in love. Tell someone there's no fear in love. That is genuine love. There is no fear in it. If you really, really come to, if we really, all of us, including myself, if we all come to understand this love of God in Christ Jesus, and we all accept it as God wants you see, let us get this true, uh, clear. If we all can accept it and live by it naturally and genuinely, there's no fear. There is no fear in love. And perfect love, not cocoa love, not chocolate love, not sugar coated love, but perfect love. Amen. Not under the forget me not tree, but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. We are in the marriage, but we are tormented. We are in the relationship, but we are not happy. We are tormented. And said, but he who fears has not been perfected in love. 19. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Are we having a lot of liars here? Lying husbands, lying wives. We do it and clean our mouths. Lying boyfriend, lying girlfriend. Amen. You are not in Accra, but you say you are in, in, in you are in Kumasi. You say you are in Accra because on the phone nobody see where you are. Lying. We are lying because you are afraid to say the truth. So we are lying to each other. He said, I love God and hate his brother. He's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? 21. And this commandment we have for him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Period. Think about it. Somebody again, do you love God? And ask the person, are you really sincere with your relationship? The person's mouth is shaking. You can watch it. (laughs) It's a sign of a lying detector. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, no matter how we preach and talk about romantic love and all those things, if we don't really come to terms to understand this thing I've just shared briefly, we cannot be able to laugh. All that we'll be doing, we'll be deceiving ourselves. Because God wanted to demonstrate his true and natural love through marital relationships also. But the key or the critical thing here is that we really don't get it. So all of us have become selfish. 
we think only of ourselves than the other person. A gentleman and a lady were caught in and they went out. It was late and they were looking for transport. The guy said, I love you. And whilst they were there, there were a lot of people and a, a, a car came, so they were struggling to enter. The guy, as a man, fought through and great spades, sat down. The lady thought he was doing that for, for her. When he finished, he said, I will see you later. Eh? <laughs> the guy left the lady. In other words, each one for himself and God for us. As for love, I love you. That word is, in, is, is not indeed, but it's only in words and in tongue. And ironically, this is what we are looking for as far as this generation is concerned. If you can talk well, you can have women. If you can talk well, you can have a guy. Amen. But nobody is seeing. So you can get guys who cannot talk. But they are very good to take care of women. But nobody loves them. Isn't it sad? And you have guys who can talk and they can't do anything. They rather the women are dying for them. And they are messing them up. Hello. God have mercy. So we said, I've already told you, I've dealt with the role of the man. Ephesians is telling us about roles of wives and husbands and all that. Critically, let me quickly run through it for the men so that they will say that I didn't leave them. The first thing I said, a man should be a leader. And as a leader, he should have vision and should be able to direct his home and guide his home. If you are a man and you want to marry on your relationship, you don't even know where you are going. Don't try to take somebody on board because you will destroy the person's life. Men that are here, ask yourself, what do I stand for and what do I want to achieve in life? What is my objective and my goal in life? It's not because I have a car or I have a dress to wear, but where am I going? Because you make the home and you are able to guide your family. So, having vision. And ladies here, don't just jump on a board on any relationship. Ask the person, what do you want to do in life? Where are you heading towards? Let the person be able to explain. If he cannot tell you of his vision and his purpose in life, forget about him. I don't care what he gives you. Because you see, when you get all the money in this world and you don't have vision, you will lose it. I have seen many people who were rich and they have everything, but they die as paupers. Not because it's demonic, but because they didn't have direction. Because the more you get, the more you should be able to have direction to guide yourself. It's very, very important. Am I talking to somebody here? So as a man, you are a leader. You are not a boy. You lead. And leaders embrace challenges. You will be bleeding, but you have to show that you are okay. Are you getting my point? Leaders don't mama. Leaders don't complain. Leaders are not in diapers. They are wearing iron dress. <laughs> Amen. Leaders don't chicken out. The thing is difficult, but they will tell you, yeah, we can do it. Leaders see lions out there and they go out there to face the lion. When it doesn't work, leaders accept the blame. They don't shift the blame to anybody because they are in control and they are in charge. Leader don't say, let me go and consult my mother or my friends first before I take a decision. Are you there with me? Leaders know their way around. Leaders fix problems. They don't run away from problems. (laughs) So if you said you are a man, you fix problems, you don't run away. If you chicken out and you run away, every time you have an excuse, every time you are running away, every time you are doing this, you are not yet a man. You are still in diapers. 
You are eating SME. We need to re-examine you again. Because every leader is an innovator. He innovates. Every leader fixes things. He doesn't give an excuse. So if the home is not in place, you should do it. And I told you that the, the leader or the husband is made up of two words, which is the house and the band. He keeps the house together. And anything that fails in the marital relation, God will hold the man accountable on the day of judgment about how you raise your children, about how you take care of your wife. That is why you see love, love, love running through Ephesians 5 concerning the man. So men, we have work. Tell somebody we have work. Amen. The next is the husband must love his wife. Amen. And loving your wife, we've gone through love already. You don't love the wife because of yourself. You love the, the woman because Christ loved the woman. So you pay a price for that love. In other words, what does it mean? You bear with the weakness of the woman. You encourage the woman. You challenge the woman to become what God wants her to be. You make the dreams and aspirations of the woman a reality. She might not be able to do everything because Bible said they are a weaker vessel and no matter how a woman is intelligent, she's still a weaker vessel. Amen. No matter how a woman will show his face, her face, sorry, to look like a man, she's still a, a, a girl. Believe you me. So you need to be in that place for the woman to, to be proud of you as a man that my husband is able to guide me. You might not be on the same educational level. Your wife can even be more than higher than you. But you need to know that you have a wisdom God graced you with as a husband. And you have to use that wisdom to play in guiding your wife in a decision and all that she's doing. And you show that love without any reservation. The husband's love must be sacrificial. You, you are not loving because you are expecting anything in return. You are loving because God commands you to love. Say, Pastor, what are you saying? That is what we call perfect love. So if you are a man and you are telling me, I'm coming to the women also. You have to know that the work is not easy. It's not cheap. Hello? It's not wearing trousers. It's more than that. It's sacrificial. Now we are not having sacrificial love. Because we don't understand love. Amen. In sacrificial love, what do you mean by sacrifice? Anything that is sacrificed dies. So if you really want to stay alive, you can't be in it. You have to die. Tell somebody you need to die. Die to your emotions. Die to your ego. Die to your pride. Do you know who I am? You are not dead yet. You are alive. I will show you where power lies. Hey, it's me that you are talking to like that. Don't you know that I am your husband? Don't you know that I am the head? Look, I will teach you a lesson. You are not a man yet. You are still a boy. Because boys want to prove. But men doesn't need to prove anything. True men don't prove anything. I don't need to, imp- I don't need to prove anything to my children or to my wife to know that I'm the husband. I need to act for her to know that I am the husband. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at 
www.icgcestegon.com or email to yawatempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you.